Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Kayla and I am with... Noah. We're done with our uh, Christmas episodes. Yep. Those were those were fun. We had four. If you guys are still looking for Christmas stuff, when this comes out, it will still be technically December. Yeah. So it's still allowed. Today we're not talking about Christmas movies, but before we get into that, how was your Christmas? Oh, it was pretty good. You know, just chill. Uh, we mostly just sat around, did gifts, and ate food. Yeah. I mean, same here. It was fun. Always a good time. I got The Haunting of Hill House on Blu-ray, so it has the extended director's cut with, like, a bunch of extra minutes, which wow. I'm super stoked for. Your favorite series. Yeah, it's the best series ever created. It is very good. Is it, like, Blu-ray, or what is it? Yeah, it's Blu-ray. Nice. I think there's some bonus features and commentary, too. Cool. So I'll probably watch through the whole thing, extended cut, and then watch it all again with the director's commentary. The commentary on the episode where it's like all like three takes would be really dope, I bet. Yeah. Oh, like, it's such a good show. I've been watching a lot of stuff in the theater. Like I watched, you saw, we both saw Little Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Uncut Gems yesterday. It's been a pretty packed, pretty packed um, season. I feel like. Yeah, the last couple of months especially, there's been a lot. Yeah, everything up until, like, mid-September was pretty meh. There was, like, a couple things scattered about, but then all of a sudden it was like, million movies, here you go. Um, One movie we both saw that was in theaters was The Rise of Skywalker, which is the subject of today's episode. The end of the Skywalker saga. Yep. How do you feel about the, um... The name, Rise of Skywalker in general. It was too long, I felt like. Spoiler alert now. This is going to be full spoiler. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to get into our pros and cons of the movie without going into spoilers for this one. Anyway, that's so commenting then on the title. You kind of like think it's going to be... You think it's going to be about Kylo because he's, you know... A Skywalker taking over, yeah, and that kind of left with him in charge, and you're like, great, and then it's kind of like this whole Ray plot line, and you're like, at the end, oh, were they talking about Ray or Kylo or like what was going on? Yeah, the, I, the, yeah, the title just doesn't work for me. I feel like a lot of the titles in Star Wars, when you look back on them, like they don't make like like they're pretty ambiguous, like. Though, Last Jedi, like, who was actually the Last Jedi? Is it Rey? Is it Luke? Luke. Is it Leia? Because she force space flew through the sky. Yeah, no there's one knows. just, yeah, too ambiguous. The Force Awakens, like, I guess, like, because it started again. I mean, mm. the titles have never been really the best. <laughs> let's, let's just uh, say that. But this one... Uh, released on December 20th, so when this comes out, it will be 10 days from the release. It was directed by J.J. Abrams, who directed The Force Awakens, so the seventh movie in the saga, and the first movie of the sequel trilogy. That Lots of lots of weird 
time yeah. stuff. It's kind of confusing. But he wasn't actually going to direct it, but he got brought on. After the original director was fired. Yeah, I think they still use some of his script, if I'm not wrong. But J.J. Abrams was brought in um, after they fired him to kind of save everything. The budget was... Uh, 250 to 300 million, so pretty big. Going into this, what was your relation to Star Wars and the Skywalker saga in general? I'm not a super big Star Wars fan. Like, I don't really... Like, I don't have Star Wars posters or Star Wars memorabilia, you know? But I enjoy the Star Wars movies. Mm. So, I saw... I actually didn't even see Force Awakens in theaters. What? Wow. Look at that. Yeah, I know. Fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw The Last Jedi, and even though there are some things that I was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that, I, like, left it being like, wow, that was so cool. Yeah, right. I... So, when, when the stuff and, like, the release date and the trailers were kind of coming out for... Rise of Skywalker, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can dig right. it. So I, like, until reviews started coming out, <laughs> I was not optimistic, but not, like, negative towards right, it. Right, right. I think pr probably the same for me. I liked Star Wars a lot when I was a kid, but not really the movies. I was more like, like, I watched the movies, but... I kind of thought they were boring sometimes. Like, the prequels I actually liked more when I was younger because they're just more fun. I love playing, like, with Star Wars toys and uh, the, you were talking before we started recording the Lego Star Wars video game. Um, and then with the sequel trilogy, it was kind of like a thing where we went with a lot of our a lot of our friends and family to see, like, each one opening night. I've been to all the sequel trilogy once, so Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and now Rise of Skywalker, I went opening night. The excitement has always been there. But leading up to Rise of Skywalker, like, I loved Last Jedi, but I don't know why I wasn't as excited for it. I just think I didn't, like, the marketing didn't seem very intense surprisingly like even though they were marketing it as the end of the whole saga it didn't really feel like um how infinity war like endgame felt or even like harry potter yeah. the last one like it didn't feel like the end of something maybe because like we know yeah that it's gonna, gonna keep gonna going more. yeah like at this point disney's not gonna stop they make too much money right to stop. exactly i mean even with like the mandalorian right yeah the skywalker saga like it ended with Return of the Jedi, and then it ended again, They like, with Revenge of the Sith, and now it ended again with Rise of Skywalker. They keep ending, like, saying, oh, this is the last one. In, like, 15 years, they're gonna be like, we're gonna make more Skywalker movies, raise back, like, it's... Right, and well, when you think about it, there's so many characters that people like, yeah. that even if they're not making Skywalker content, that, like, comes off the mm -hmm. trilogy, it's like, you just think, oh, there's probably gonna be more, you know, Rey content, and then you're like, oh, well, they're probably gonna make a spinoff with such and such in this character. Right, yeah. Star Wars is not going away. Um, even though I went opening night, like, there's already reviews out, so... My expectations were definitely um, tampered a bit. So, but, but before we go into, like, our thoughts, let's just give a quick synopsis. The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more as Rey, Finn, and Poe Dameron's journey continues. 
With the power and knowledge of generations behind them, the final battle commences. As far as synopsis go, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I feel like that really wasn't what it was about. No, it wasn't. Do you want to kind of give our, like, go through a couple, some positives first before we get into our, our negatives? Yeah. Sure. Well, first of all, what was, like, the vibe in the theater? Because you went later than I did, so it'd be interesting to compare. Yeah, the theater was still pretty full. Um, I went by myself, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun. Yeah, there was no, like, movie clappers. The dude a couple seats away from me, like, it was getting ready to start, and he was like, let's go, let's go. Like, he was super <laughs> stoked. Uh, there were not as many laughs or, like, crowd reaction as I thought there would be, um, Mm. for, like, having a big, bigger crowd. There was a girl in the row behind me who kept, like, saying stuff out loud (laughs) when stuff would happen. She would be, like, you know, laugh or be like, oh my gosh, or like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? One time something happened in in the movie that I don't remember. It was one of, like, the stupid reveals and a guy just like threw up his hands like what <laughs> like he's just like threw up it was great yeah my theater it was packed um one thing that i thought was really interesting was for the last two films in the trilogy so for force awakens and last jedi the theater was always super super loud like especially at um when like the Star Wars logo comes on and like the dun dun, dun yeah. like everyone would like cheer and, and like, like yeah, but in this one literally yeah. no one did anything. <laughs> and it was opening night. That's kind of yeah. surprising. Yeah, it was. I was really surprised. I think it shows like because usually opening night it's like even if people aren't as into it, it still gets kind of more rowdy. Right, because people are just like people are just excited. excited. Yeah, but I think it really shows like how much the energy around like these movies has changed from. The Force Awakens was such a big event, and now Disney's kind of oversaturated the Star Wars market, and everyone's like, eh. Yeah. And not to, like, keep comparing it to Endgame, but when I saw Endgame, I believe I saw it opening weekend. Mm. So I didn't go, like, opening night, so a lot of people had already seen it. Right. It was still, like, people were clapping, people were cheering Mm. at multiple points in the movie. But this one was, like, it just didn't have the same kind of energy Yeah. as I feel like it should have had. So what were some positives you liked? Um, I, have a few t- I have a few things written down. Yeah, why don't you start? Okay. Overall, with the movie, as much as we'll go over all our negatives later on, like, I didn't hate watching it. Like, it was, I enjoyed some of it. Like, it was a fun time. I don't know. I just didn't, like completely hate watching it it did what it needed to do to make me entertained um and i really uh still liked the ray and kylo kind of dynamic and narrative um i think that's the best part of all three of these movies yeah i agree that's probably one of the only things i liked about this movie except for them kissing at the end that was weird everything else i liked um I think that their arc is the only one that continued through all three yeah, movies. Yeah, that was one, like, the through line, I feel like. Well, okay, so in the last one... The Last Jedi? Yes. Okay. Their bond, like, was kind of showing... Like, it was showing the power right. of it. 
but it wasn't like the full thing, I yeah. guess. So you could see that they kind of physically could communicate through it because you could see like the water on Ben's hand. Right. In the one scene, the water droplets. So like you could see that there was a physical physical aspect to the bond that they had. And I think that was cool that they developed it that they could right. like saber fight. Wow, force for yeah, the exactly. Bond. Yeah, and like the stuff like going through. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is just a great character. He's like probably my favorite Star yeah. Wars character, like one of my top three, probably. I think he's just Yeah. Adam Driver is just so good. It's really good because like Darth Vader is someone where he was a great villain, but it's not like you ever thought that he was underpowered or he was like like he didn't have as much emotional depth, but Kylo Ren is like he progressed throughout the series. He always was in the process of learning or training, it felt like, yeah. or overcoming like those deep emotions where Darth Vader was always kind of more stoic. I would say that's probably one of my only positives. Wow. I like the score. Did you like the score? I did. I mean, but but the thing is, it's like a score that's been around. Like, yeah, there were other new stuff, but like the base of the score has always right, been Right, right. I also thought that the the like the visual design and the art design team did a really good job. Yeah. I really like the um, Death Star scene in that whole set piece. I thought it was really good. Few, I'll just go through some small things. I liked Finn's new hair cut. I thought that was okay. that was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the self-care droid. Ah. Uh, mm. I liked him. I did not. I liked the planet where it was snowing. That was a planet where uh, they had to get C-3PO, like, oh, fix yeah. him. Okay. I liked that planet. That was fun. And uh, Babu Frick. I loved him. Yeah. He was my favorite. I liked Babu. I loved him. I was listening to a podcast uh, that said they wished the end <laughs> reveal would be that Babu Frick was controlling Palpatine's corpse. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Babu Frick was funny. He probably was the only thing that got reaction in the theater. He was great. Um, I loved him. I want to see a whole comedic s- addition, whole spinoff with just him, the Babu Frick uh, series. They could do it. Okay, I did like C three PO's sacrifice. Yeah, I thought C three PO was really good in this movie. But I don't think they played it up enough about how big of a deal that is to lose like all of his memory, to lose everything. That's because a really it's good like, point. They kind of were just like, oh, you have to do it, blah, 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 blah. And none of the other... I mean, C-3PO gets a lot of crap, you know, just because he's dumb or comes across as dumb. So the other, like, the three main heroes were kind of just like, you have to do it, but not, like, feeling as much compassion for him. Right. But when you think about, like, how, how much C-3PO is losing... For real. Like, he's, he's not just losing his memory, it's like... He's losing, you know, Han. Right. And he's losing Leia. And he's making this choice to save, you know. And, like, honestly, like, C-3PO, if you think about it, is one of the only characters, um, besides the Emperor, which we'll get into that. But C-3PO is, like, the only character that's been, like, in or has, like, from the beginning. Like, he was in Phantom Menace um, with Anakin building him. So, like, he's been such an important character to the series he's always been in the movies and um yeah i feel like they just didn't 
I didn't they feel didn't that. They didn't really do him death. justice, but I liked the idea of his sacrifice. Right, except they just undid it, like, 30 minutes later. Right, which, which I, yeah, yeah, I'll get into that in the negatives. Um, but... We can kind of jump into the negatives now, where I think that C-3PO thing is a good transition, because there was, like, no emotion in this movie. Like, yeah, and it's happened. because, I think part of it is because the stakes were not high at all. No, like, Chewbacca dies, and then two minutes later, it's like, oh, he was on a different transport. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, there was so much, like, they're dead. No, they're not. It's like, oh, Palpatine's dead. Oh, no, he's not. No, it's not and even And no explained. one even cared. It was like, oh, yeah, Palpatine's back. Oh, crap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like really, you would bro? think. I mean, because people didn't, you know, Snoke, and then, like, I mean, even thinking back, like, Vader, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they're bad villains, but, like, Palpatine is, like, a next-level bad villain. He's literally, like, the worst one. The worst, like, yeah. And it's just, like, he came back and posed, like, um, Palpatine's back, and everyone's like, danger danger <laughs> but they're not like yeah. oh no like this is terrible oh, what a terrible like opening crawl like the ending <laughs> of the last jedi was so set up so well like the resistance was small but mighty like they were going off and to do some to rebuild and then the opening crawl like the emperor returns <laughs> so oh I was like, my god what? <laughs> it was so bad like uh... I know he was in the poster and the trailer, but they could have at least, like, tried to build it up more in the film. And they never explained how he came back. It never should have happened in the first place. And there's that whole thing with the Emperor in the crawl. It says, like, he sent out a message to all of the people. And have you seen the thing where, like, the message wasn't in the movie, but it was in Fortnite? Yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. Everything about the Emperor just felt out of place. Yeah, well, because he never should have come back. It was like they set the movie up, or Ryan Johnson set the movie up to have Kylo kind of take the helm as the villain of the third movie. Exactly. Because it's like, Snoke is dead, we don't need another, like, big villain. It was supposed to be, like, Kylo's leading it, and then Which would have been he great. needs to overcome, and then there should have been, like, a saber duel at the end, blah, 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 blah. At least this is what I think. Yeah. There was no need to have Palpatine come back. No. It didn't fit with the narrative of the trilogy. It doesn't even make sense. No. Like, how he's back and where, like, all these ships came from. <laughs> and, like, where are all, like, who are all these shadow-hooded figures that are, like, just underground. There's no reason that he should be able to, like, control all these ships being this like corpse that's like just kind of a puppet it's yeah. like is there someone behind the puppet corpse like wh <laughs> what is happening yeah but i just thought it should have been um the general ride is that what i said general ride mm. character and then kylo and kylo's transforming and his character arc to the good side and then Kind of like it happened in the movie, yeah. the general takes over, but that should have been the main villain. That should have been the was the, the general the, taking over and the whole from first, Kylo. The whole first order should have been the main villain, and the first yeah. order was kind of just like thrown to the side. Like they were at the end of Last Jedi, they were so powerful. That was the point, and like the yeah, resistance... and that there was no one else. 
to help them help the resistance right and then they did that in this movie where like everyone comes like everyone comes in bands together but that wasn't built up like that they that could have been a whole plot with like the all the the people from the across the galaxy come and help but it literally wasn't it wasn't a plot like it didn't even say why they helped it was like oh lando just shows up and he's like oh we're gonna get help and then of course you have the whole ploy where poe's like they're not coming (laughs) it's like we're dying (laughs) and then he's like you know his hero's fall of being like i'm sorry i let us all to destruction right even though it was ray's fault not his (laughs) and all of a sudden it's like we're here blah, blah, blah. and it's supposed to be this like almost like the end game reveal right where they're like there's only only three heroes remain <laughs> i mean it's the same thing and then cap's like they're here and then they all come out in the thing yeah <laughs> that's what it felt like because it's like on your left because Sam brings him in in the end game, and then Lando's like, "We're here. I brought him." Like, no, they're not. You know what he's saying? Like, yeah. it's the same thing as like Cap and Poe's storyline as being the hero that now has to lead, right? Because Iron Man is not leading, so then Cap has to lead. Right. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, not to keep comparing it to end. Right. It's yeah. It's just like um, this trilogy. It makes the whole trilogy feel out of whack and then in turn it makes the entire saga that's been building up for 40 years feel completely incoherent incoherent like the trilogy to me at least felt very like it progressed with each movie like the force awakens i thought did a really good job of setting everything up and all the characters like it in the world building and then the last jedi um redefined kind of what the star wars movie could be you know took it to new new ideas and new heights and now this one kind of was like uh actually um no well it felt like jj abrams was like proud of the force awakens which really was just a remake of past movies and everyone kind of complained about that anyway um and ryan johnson took what he had and like a good director of a sequel would do he used the elements he was given and created a new story and then jj abrams was like oh you ruined the last jedi so now i'm basically gonna remake the last jedi how i thought it should be and even though you're handing me these pieces and you used my pieces well i'm gonna just redo all the pieces because i don't like the way you did it right that's what it felt like to me it felt like a giant subtweet where jj abrams was like you screwed up and all the fans are mad so now i'm in a fan service and retcon the entire thing and make it the way i think it should be right the whole the whole movie just felt so bitter towards Star- the last jedi and the story Which is they so set up dumb. and especially like even the press tour like they were literally trashing it in the press tour that's what makes me mad too is i was reading stuff about People who are in the cast, apart from Oscar Isaac, God bless Oscar Isaac, but people in the cast who, you know, were trashing on Ryan Johnson and being like, oh, we're so glad J.J. Abrams is back. We're getting back to Star Wars roots. And it's like, we don't need another, like, Skywalker trilogy that we've already had. Right, exactly. Like, we need new 
content and new stories for a new generation that still holds true to the same Star Wars elements we've always had. Exactly. That's it. And that's what Last Jedi was. And I think the whole point of Last Jedi was that it um, was like anyone can be a Jedi. And it doesn't have to be like you don't have to come from this long line of descendants. Um, and that was what the end the re- the ending of Last Jedi was showing that with like the kid using the force on the broom and like yeah. looking out at the stars. Um, that's kind of yeah. what that was like a new generation. And I loved that ending. Yeah, like that ending. I mean, walking out of the Last Jedi after seeing that ending, you're like, because after everything, you're like, oh, there's not hope. You know, they're all on their own, and then you kind of see this kid who's not around them. And not connected to them, and who's just kind of a nobody, who's just sweeping, you're like, oh, there is hope, and it's in normal people, Mm -hmm. and it's not in the Skywalkers. Yeah, like, Rey is just a normal person that happens to have the, like, it makes it so exciting. And now, and then in this one, they were like, actually, she's a Palpatine. Um, That's kinda. literally the worst. It's one of the worst reveals <laughs> in a movie ever. Yeah, and then it was like, your parents were no, like, he tried to use the nobody thing. Like, your parents were nobody because they chose to be, but they were really Palpatines. And it's stupid that they had this whole arc with um, Kylo and Rey that were like, him agreeing that the parents were nobodies mm-hmm. and her being like um what what the belonging you seek is not behind you but in front of you like they had that whole thing going on and then kylo in this movie kind of backtracks and is like oh i know your lineage and i know and the whole movie just felt like a chase of ray being like no like i do have <laughs> parents that were somebody and it just felt like a waste of time. Yeah. Like, it felt like because J.J. Abrams felt the need to retcon everything, that it just, the whole movie felt like a waste of time. Like, they were spending yeah. so much time redoing and backtracking that there wasn't enough time to, like, move the story forward. It felt like Ray had already gone through that character transformation. Yeah. Like, she'd already overcome the whole parent thing. And then all of a sudden it was a, it was still a big deal. Like, wait, but are my parents really no one? Like, her character felt like it digressed, in my opinion. It just makes me sad because making her have a famous lineage means that she's not a self-made Jedi and also just kind of ruins the female hero. It's like we kind of finally had a female hero that was like, I'm a hero because of my past, but also because I'm choosing to, like, be okay with being a nobody. Right. And then by giving her, you know, a famous father, a famous grandfather, it's like, oh, now she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. Like, she's not just Rey, the female hero. Yeah. Like, they can't be just... A, uh, like a, a hero that's what ryan johnson wanted yeah it, mm. and because of all like the backtracking and uh the fan service and like rose literally being like benched on the sidelines it feels the whole energy around the movie feels so negative that it makes it hard to like i like i said i could enjoy it when i was like turning my brain off but when i was thinking about it 
it makes it really hard to actually like enjoy the movie because it all feels so like angry. Yeah. And it should have felt like this triumphant end to this huge series and it just feels so lifeless. I don't know. Yeah, it felt like to me that J.J. Abrams was trying to, I mean, fan service, but was trying to fan service a specific group of fans. And to be like, oh, these are the true Star Wars fans. I'm pleasing the true Star Wars fans who cared about the original trilogy and want to see more of the original trilogy. Mm. And, I mean, doing the whole, like, taking Rose out of the picture felt like servicing those same fans who were racist and bigoted and were like treating kelly like crap on social media you know and then what should have been done was being like no she can be the strong female asian lead that she's supposed to be and she can be a main character and then he was just kind of like service the wrong fans service the people that um that drove her off of the internet yeah yeah that just like shut out you know like only you can only be a true star wars fan if such and such exactly yeah it felt like sir like you said servicing the wrong crowd because it's like what about everyone else you know what about all the general public and that's who's i think most upset yeah everything that yeah happened. Overall, really disappointing end to the sequel trilogy, which was shaping up to be my favorite trilogy of the three. And also yeah. just the saga as a whole, I think. Um, really unsatisfying. And like I think you were saying yesterday, um, and I agree, like at the end, the huge like celebration, quote unquote, where technically the whole nine movies are supposed to have com- been completed. like there you don't feel anything you're just sitting there like oh yeah they they won Whoop, whoopee yeah like i didn't even care that they won because the stakes weren't high enough no like finn should have died just saying like they had him sacrifice himself to kind of and then that other new female character who i don't even I still really know who she is yeah um but that she like goes with him and then he's like oh no we're gonna we have to die and then pose like no we need to save them and it should have been poe can't reach them in time to save him right like he wants to and now he's gonna lose his best friend but then lando's like no i'm fast and then saves him and it's like are you kidding me like, can you not just, like, kill a character? Yeah, for real. And then even, like, Ray dying. Okay, Ray should have died, but then Ben all of a sudden can, like, bring her back to life with the Force? Yeah, the Force is... Yeah, I, I didn't even... The Force can heal now. Ghosts can use the Force. Which, like, I guess the, the Force healing, I can kind of get... Especially if they have like, a bond. Like, I can let it slide more. Because if um, it's... A- so her healing his stab wound... Right. I was fine with. But him, like, bringing her back to life... Right. Yeah. That did not work for the me. Last thing, the, the last thing I'll say, um, going off of the bringing her back to life. So, Emperor Palpatine said, if you kill me, then I'll come inside of you. 
or something. Right. And but then he saw that they, he had a bond with Kylo. She had a bond with Kylo, and was like, "Wait, wait, 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 hold on. I'll just take both of you and put you inside me." And then Ray killed Palpatine, but he didn't come inside of her. Like Ray killed yeah. Palpatine, but why didn't he come inside of her anymore? Like, why didn't his first plan work? And I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And I hate when they do the whole, and this happened twice in a row, where they do the whole, like, the heroes on the ground or the hero fell off of whatever, and then they do, like, the hand thing. Oh, yeah. Like, and there's always, like, a drum or something Boom. that's like, Durr! and it did it when Ben climbs up over the thing. After, like, being catapulted into a chasm, <laughs> and his hand, like, comes up, and it's like, bah! and then Ray's, like, lying on the ground, you know, and she's like, I need to get up, and then she puts her hand on the ground, and it does another shot bah! with her, like, getting up, and it's like, bah! and it's like, That's so bad, um, yeah. Not, not what you oh, want. I've, the more I think about <laughs> it, the more I'm just like, this should not have happened. But I also think, I mean, okay, so as a storyline as a whole, you know, not being mad about the Palpatine thing, whatever. Um, it's just too quest after quest it's after too quest. It's too much. Too like, too much. Oh, we have to go get this thing, and now we have to go get this thing. And now we have to go find this thing. Oh, but Ben just destroyed that. So now we have to go get this thing. Right. And it just felt like you're using your biggest heroes in the galaxy who should be, like, leading this resistance against um, the First Order. And then it's like, oh, we're going and getting this thing. Yeah, they're thing. doing, like, and side quests like, in, in a video game. Like... Yeah, like, it felt like Jumanji. Right. Because Jumanji is, like, the next level, the next level, the next level. And that's what this felt like. Mm. Which is is kind of dumb. Because it's, like, the whole movie shouldn't be based on, like, these fetch quests of, like, go get this thing and go get this thing. So just the plot as a whole didn't feel mm -hmm. like a journey in right. a way. It just felt like we were moving on from one conflict to the next conflict to the next conflict. Right. What I want to kind of close with is a good... A thing I was thinking of um, when you watch the trilogy, and as much as I love the Last Jedi, um, and this really isn't Ryan Johnson's fault. Like he said, he was literally handed like a blank page to write. Like it's obvious that Disney had no plan for how this trilogy was going to go. Like yeah. they had no, they didn't lay any groundwork. They were just like, it, uh, just figure it out, you know. And we've been comparing it a lot to Endgame in this episode, and I think. That is a good comparison because um, it's another it's an, like another huge trilogy, not trilogy, another huge saga, like 20 something movies. Yeah. But they Marvel and Disney even towards uh, uh, the middle um, planned this out so specifically. And it was obvious that especially like in Infinity War and Endgame that everything was planned um, and everything had a purpose. And then in this one, it's just it's when you watch it, it's just so obvious that they were just like throwing stuff at the wall and like, oh, maybe this will work, maybe. And every it feels so yeah. badly, um, badly written, and like kind of like a slap in the face to everyone that is that loves Star Wars, you know? 
Yeah, it just feels like a roller coaster because even after, um, like the Force Awakens into the Last Jedi, a lot of the original reaction to the Last Jedi was like, "Oh, this is so different. I'm not sure how I feel about right. this," and that was because they kind of just gave Ryan Johnson the reins. Yeah. And then from this to uh, Rise of Skywalker, they're just like, okay, here, J.J. Abrams, now you take the reins. And there wasn't really any consistency even between the three, like you said. Yeah, there's no collaboration. It all feels so disjointed, you know? Yeah, like they should have structured it from the beginning so that giving different directors the power still keeps them within the constraints of like a specific story right because then that made the palpatine thing feel weak and silly yeah because it's like it was that even plan from the beginning and you're just like oh snoke was blah 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 blah, blah so i'm gonna bring back the biggest baddest villain yeah right it's like it's obvious that jj abrams has set up that in the force awakens but they didn't have a plan for that you know and that makes me feel like cheated almost because like you set up all these this these big mysteries and everything and i'm expecting yeah. you to um resolve them um because the movie like it's you've already announced the sequels and everything like and to have answers but it's obvious that you're like oh well maybe um i'll make them a nobody's oh wait actually we'll make them a pal or a pal- palpatine or now yeah at the end of the movie it's like actually she's a skywalker okay yeah here's the thing about that (laughs) the movie should have just ended and then they're like oh we're gonna have ray go bury these lightsabers and now she has a yellow lightsaber but that the fact that like this random old woman who has no business even caring who ray is just shows up and is like what's your name and she's like ray and she's like what's your last name (laughs) and it's like who (laughs) like asks that for one and two like it felt like one of my least favorite things about solo was when he's like what's your name and he's like han and then he's like like what's your last name and he's like i don't have a last name and then the guy's like oh so solo and you're like ugh. That's what this felt yeah. like, where she's like, what's your name, what's your last name? And then freaking ghost forced Leia and Luke are like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so again, just because she, you know, she has to be one of the big names. Like, she can't be just Rey. Right. Like, she has to be a Palpatine, or now she's a... Like, she has no business claiming the Skywalker name. No matter how much Leia and Luke felt like parental figures to her, it's like, she's not a Skywalker. She doesn't have the right to say that she's a Skywalker, whether or not their, like, holographic forced ghosts are, like, nodding Mm, at her in love. And I see where they were going with that. Like, the whole thing with Last Jedi was you don't it doesn't matter who you are you can be a jedi and so that was kind of like her saying she was a skywalker is like her choosing who she is which i like but it felt really like disingenuous because the whole movie the whole uh, message i was getting from rise of skywalker was like actually you do have to be um your lineage does matter you know like if 
you have to be a Palpatine. And so, but then all of a sudden it was like, wait, so your lineage doesn't matter because you can literally just say you're a Skywalker? Right. And I mean, they kind of played it as like, well, when Finn is like, oh, I have a feeling. And you're like, ugh. Like, are you saying that he has a glimpse of the Force now, too? Finn is um uh, a, Keno- a Kenobi. Yeah, they'll probably do something like that. Yeah. So, overall, we didn't like it that much. Um, Yeah, and that's without me even getting into how bad they did Poe in this movie. Oh, but yeah. I'll get too angry if I start talking about they it. Really, they really did them wrong. We both gave it a two and a half, but I could probably give it a two if I watched it again. Two and a half is yeah. like the most generous rating I would give. Yeah, I took into account, like, it gets no points for story, but, like, I gave it two and a half just because whether or not the story was crap, um, the performances were pretty good, Mm -hmm. especially Adam Driver, like, killed it, and then, like, special effects were good, I thought the saber fights were good. Yeah, the saber fights in all of the the new trilogy have been stellar. They were pretty cool, and so I'll give it that. I'll give it, like, set design, mm-hmm. um, sound design. Yeah, sound design is great. Was good, and that's where the two and a half stars comes from. Right. Is, like, not stuff that J.J. Abrams did, like stuff that other people in the crew or other people did. Right, exactly. So I think we'll go to a quick ad, and then we'll be back with our ranking of all 11 Star Wars movies. back with our rankings we are so we're not gonna go too in-depth in these we already kind of established we're not the biggest star wars fans so like some of these are yeah. like it's it's just like our overall, i also haven't seen some of these and so this is our overall so feeling like of them you know through together yeah um even if i watched all of these though i wouldn't change these too much like especially the top ones it's like the top three or four yeah, would stay exactly maybe. the same Okay, so from the bottom, so number 11 is Attack of the Clones. Number 10 is Phantom Menace. Number 9 is Rogue One. And number 8 is Solo. So mine is... (laughs) Solo is the worst one. (laughs) Then Rogue One. Then Attack of the Clones. Then Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so my next four are at number... Wait. Seven is Rise of Skywalker. Number six is Revenge of the Sith. Number five is Return of the Jedi. And number four is A New Hope. Yeah, number seven is Phantom Menace. Um, Six is Force Awakens. Five is Revenge of the Sith. And four is A New Hope. Okay. New Hope is the same for both of us. Look at that. All right. So my top three... So at number three is The Force Awakens, and number two is Empire Strikes Back, and at number one is The Last Jedi. Okay, my number three is Last Jedi, two, Return of the Jedi, and number one is Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back. Cool. So those are our rankings. You can find them on our letterbox. Uh, I'll make mine public, and you can... Oh, yeah, I just, need to do mine. But in. that's also, like, a rough ranking, because I haven't seen a lot of those in a long time, like, quite a few years. Right, right. 
The Last Jedi and the original trilogy are probably my favorite ones. And I really do love um, The Force Awakens, if only because I like A New Hope, but A New Hope I get really bored during. And I think The Force Awakens is basically a new basically hope a remake. but it's better <laughs> i think force awakens is just a new a new hope um plus so before we wrap up here what we like to do in our like regular episodes um that aren't like already recommending stuff is we like to each recommend one movie to you all that it can be anything we want something we saw recently a long time ago or anywhere in between do you want to go sure first? i'll go first um, so mine is Water Lilies by Celine Shema. This is a movie it released in 2007. I believe it is the debut of the direct the director's debut. Um, this is the same director who he made Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which releases. Um, it's already released in a lot of places, but it was a uh, yeah one of the bigger 2019. Uh, like films. yeah it was a Cannes film festival favorite this movie water lilies is really good because i watched this one and i also watched another one of hers because they released her three main movies on the criterion channel as like a celebration of portrait of a lady on fire being so critically acclaimed and this one it was really is really great it's about three 15-year-old female friends in a middle-class suburb of Paris. It takes place over a summer, and it's like a coming-of-age story. It kind of feels like Mean Girls a little bit. It kind of feels like Call Me By Your Name a little bit. It's hard to explain a lot of things, but one of them is like a swimmer, and the other one is kind of like trying to become a swimmer because she wants to get closer to the one that's a swimmer. It's a lot of, lot of plot stuff, but it's classic coming-of-age story. Uh, it was really moving. I really liked it. It's very simply shot. Like, there's nothing too crazy going on. But everything is just so simple and perfectly kind of constructed that it makes for a really um, comforting watch. But also one that's really enlightening. I mean, I'm always a sucker for coming-of-age stories. And I'm also a, yeah, a sucker for um, French films. This one was an easy one for me. There's my recommendation. Water release. So my recommendation is a short one. It's John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, Netflix original uh, John Mulaney special. I love John Mulaney. He is usually my favorite comedian. I think he's so funny. And I think that this is a good uh, turnaround for him. It's like very different mm. from all his other specials. Uh, basically, it features kids and it's also a musical. It has like these funny songs and sketches um, that highlights different kids in the cast of the Sack Lunch Bunch. It's got a lot of like cool guest stars. David Byrne is in it. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's funny. It's fun. It's a little weird, but I think it makes for a good gateway for ch children or kids to kind of like get into comedy or get into like sketch comedy um, in a way that's like appropriate but also for adults to kind of experience a different kind of comedy or a different form. Uh, something you kind of see in Saturday Night Live-esque mm -hmm. comedy, like different songs and bits and stuff, uh, which makes sense because John Mulaney was a writer mm -hmm. for Saturday Night Live, so it just kind of like works out. Yeah, so I would recommend. It's not like amazing or as yeah. good as like his stand-up specials, but it's definitely still fun. Right. I enjoyed it. So there are two recommendations for you all that are both better than Rise of Skywalker, 
Water Lilies by Celine Shema and John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch a comedy special on Netflix. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us a lot. Um, every time a new review yeah. gets posted, we get very excited. Be sure to also follow us on our social media. On Instagram, we are at Secondhand Film Pod. Okay. And on Twitter, it's at Secondhand Film. Gotcha. And this is our last episode of 2019. Yeah. We are so excited for 2020. I, I really am. We have a lot of fun stuff planned. I, like, have gotten so excited that I've already planned almost all of our episodes through, like, July. Yeah, we have a lot of fun episodes planned. A lot of fun surprises for you guys. Some very fun potential guests. Right. Be sure to join us in our next episode where we'll be looking back at 2019. So not just like 2019 movie releases, but some other movies we watched in 2019 that we enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, sharing our hopes for the future of, of the film world and kind of what's coming out in 2020 that we're excited for. And also give you a kind of broader vision of what the podcast is going to look like in 2020 right. yeah gonna be gonna be fun and until next time i'm noah and i'm kayla and, and we're your, <laughs> we're your second, second hand hand film, film critics, critics.